0: Hey, it's Rob O'Donnell live at CPAC 2024 here at National Harbor, Maryland on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. Um, another great day lineup here at CPAC. And, it, it, you know, it wouldn't be, it, I couldn't have planned this better to have my two friends here Andrew Langer, we talked to him a little bit yesterday, and Jerry Rogers. Andrew, thanks for joining uh, So glad to be here. This is, for me, a
1: special moment because I'm a huge fan of your show and of you personally because of our New York connection. So God bless you and congratulations on this, on this
2: show. And I'm just a huge fan of WILK, so that's why I'm here. I, I didn't know who you were before, but
0: there you go. So okay. glad
2: you joined the station, Rob. Uh, uh, okay. Andrew,
0: Andrew, eight years ago, took me under his wing, introduced me to pretty much everyone. That's when I that's met how Jerry we met. Rogers. Yes, that's right. Uh, I, I was on their show. Jerry Rogers is on Sundays on WBAL in Baltimore. I've been a guest on his show and Andrew's show when he yep. was over there many times, and uh, that was my start in radio.
2: These guys. And we're and we're we're proud to have. Birth this great effort so glad you're here and by the way happy anniversary I know it's just over a year that you've been on the air at WYLK that's exciting stuff it is uh, and, it is
1: and the connection too is Andrew brought me into radio and so and then I met you at CPAC you might not remember this but you and I uh, uh, Andrew introduced us at CPAC uh, several years ago
0: there might have been whiskeys and uh, Guinness now, involved now I here's the
2: question who around the table is still uh, employed on a regular basis by radio Raise your hand. There you go. Yeah, yeah. uh, we see two, two how this of, all works. Two out of three. Two, two, two out of three, yes. and bad. But Andrew here is working
0: with CPAC now. Andrew, you had a great events this this week. It's been a great show here.
2: So we are very excited. So I, yeah, Since July, I've been director of the uh, CPAC's uh, Foundation Center for Regulatory Freedom. Uh, we've got a, uh, a panel tomorrow, a little bit before Donald Trump takes the stage. I will be doing a panel with Doug Collins, former congressman from Georgia, Brendan Carr, former FCC commissioner, and, of course, Steve Moore, who was uh, one of the gurus of Donald Trump's uh, e- was a very successful economic plan. We're going to be talking about uh, Bidenomics and regulation and all of the threats that individuals face from this ever-expanding government.
0: Jerry, what did you guys, you guys did your podcast from here today? We did
1: our podcast. Now, also, just as a reminder, I'm an editor real clear. Yep. And so what's exciting about CPAC is, and your show and what we do in the podcast and radio, is, look, the left has everything. They have Hollywood. They have corporate boardrooms. uh, They have the mainstream media. The The,
0: the print press.
1: But what they don't have are individuals and the little platoons, right, the Edmund Burke little platoons, who are trying house by house, heart by heart, to change minds. And that's why I think CPAC's important, because it really is a kind of heart – by heart house by house look we have the truth the facts on our side and god forbid we talk about it
0: now andrew i saw you had former representative doug collins on your show earlier today i saw you talking to him what was the discussion there what were you talking about you
2: know there's a situation going on uh well we we talk about this whole of government approach to regulation but what i mean by that is that the biden administration is using ever more clever ways to go after their ideological goals. So for instance, we know that they want to uh, have prescription drug price controls. We expect them to do it through HHS or the Center for Medicare and Medicaid uh, Services. What we don't expect them to do is do it to do it through the National Institutes for Standards and Technology. You know, the folks who are behind the atomic clock, I'm holding up my, my <laughs> atomic clock, but that's what they're doing. And essentially they want to go and seize the patent rights of university research institutions that receive small amounts of government and money. And, and this is just, it's an insane way of going about uh, uh, achieving the Senate. Go ahead, Jerry. And also something that has never been done before. So this
1: administration, and I would argue that uh, this president really doesn't have control over his own capacity to lead. So therefore there are others around him pulling the strings and they are using novel ways to censor us to regulate, to tax, and again, uh, it's important. You know, someone asked me a seat back earlier. Like, what do you do to make a difference? I think it's very simple: tell the truth all the time, and that's what we're doing.
2: Let me let me, let me add to this. Just another really good example that hits close to home for you, Rob, uh, and your listeners. So, uh, you know, the, we know the Biden administration is antithetically, uh, you know, opposed to. Uh, Religious freedom. And so, whether or not they do it by going after student groups at the Department of Education or after doctors, again through HHS and Matters of Conscience, they went the extra step and through the Interior Department tried to get the statue of William Penn removed from from his home in, in Philadelphia. That was an attack on religious freedom because William Penn, of course, was a great champion of religious freedom. These are the links to which they go to achieve their ideological ends.
0: Now, now talking about that, I, I've had a lot of intel experts. As a matter of fact, after you, I have some specialists on China coming up, uh, and they're saying, you know what? The same collections being done with intelligence, the same right. information's being gathered, but it's getting stopped at a level politically rather than getting filtered up the way it should. That's happening in everything, like you said, right. in cases like this, in cases like policy, in cases like border security. And,
2: but to Jerry's point about telling the truth and getting involved in telling the truth, it was only through people on both sides of the, of the aisle telling the truth about the William Penn situation and people raising a hue and cry that got that stopped. It's the same thing with stuff that's going on with the intelligence community and national security. Folks have got to raise their voices and make themselves heard. You
1: know, you know one thing that we've talked about, Andrew and I, on our podcast is uh, the, the threat of DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, but also uh, this idea that they, they, the left, the ubiquitous establishment, they're better organized. They, they speak from the same, uh, uh, or sing from the same song sheet. I do think our side could do a better job at working together. We seem to form the circular firing squad. And we just go after each other. again, I think of the never Trumpers all these never Trumpers um, the bottom line and I say this on my radio show all the time, regardless of uh, your personal feelings towards the former president, the fact is is he's better than Biden. period he's better.
0: And when you break down their arguments, you know they're a personality issue they're not a policy issue they're not they're
2: well, not a you know a how war issue not how people feel. Yeah. Right. And the perception of that listen, I got to run because I got to go do an interview with Liz Truss. I'm going to leave you all with Jerry Robb again. Happy anniversary. Always glad that uh, you're on the air.
0: Thank you, Andrew Langer. Liz is- Truss, the former prime minister of the UK. I, I met her at the international summit that you invited me to there, Andrew. But uh, have a great interview with her. And thank thank you. Uh, Jerry, tell me a little bit about the podcast you and Andrew have. Sure.
1: So uh, Andrew and Jerry saved the world. The The, the ethos is simple. Speak the truth. I'm tired of losing. So he and I decided, let's do a podcast where we actually give uh, ideas, strategies on how to win back. Like, you were a New York City detective. You understand what New York City was like in the 70s and 80s. You guys had to win back block by block by block. I'm from the Bronx. I remember what it was like. And we had to win it back, right? Building by building, block by block. That's the ethos of our, our podcast, and that is let's deal with an issue. Let's talk about how we can solve it. Now, hopefully, folks pick up on it.
0: Yeah, no doubt. You were talking about you know, will I be available for the Bronx uh, St. Patrick's yes. Day parades. I know St. Patrick's Day parade, you're all over the place with those. You're back to New York. You're in the Bronx. You're in Yonkers. Uh, in Scranton and Wilkes-Barre and Pittston, our area, they just say, get, got the dates for their big parades. Scranton is a big traditional Irish parade there. Um, tell us about your, your. I'm a BIC baby, big, big family. I'm a, a big Bronx fam-
1: Irish Catholic. You're right. My mom, my mom's family from Long- uh, Longford. My my dad's family from West Mead. St Patrick's Day season in our house starts on St Bridget's Day, February 1st. My oldest daughter is named Bridget after St Bridget. And for us, it's about celebrating our heritage, but also the fact that my grandparents were proud to be American. And when you go to the St Patrick's Day parade you see the American flag flying uh, twice as many times as the Irish flag, the green, white, and gold. I love the green, white, and gold, uh, but what I love about my heritage and about St. Patrick's Day, it's a celebration of our uh, success in America, right? All this talk about immigration and the border and border security. The fact is, we do know how to do immigration. Uh, The problem is, is that we have an administration right now who doesn't want to do it right.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Other policy issues that you're taking up on your show? What time's your Sunday show on WBAL? Uh,
1: Sundays, WBAL, uh, uh, 7 to 10. Most important Sunday show in America, because I'm the only Sunday show telling the truth. And so, what, what, what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about cultural issues, uh, provocative issues. We're talking about the public schools and the transgender issue and these uh, life issues. We're talking about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Like, we all go through the corporate. Uh, uh, corporate um, training, uh, DEI. I think I said this to Andrew earlier today. I think DEI might be the biggest threat to America today. Uh, Eighty, what sixty percent of eighteen to twenty-four year olds believe Hamas should be, Israel should be given over to Hamas. Why? Because they've been immersed in DEI.
0: Now. Being in Baltimore, oh my goodness. I mean, I I know in, in radio, and just the year that I've been in radio, you have you always hear from the loudest mouths. You always hear from the ones that that caused the two trouble. But it could it, be me, the, loud, but, but the loudest No, loudest no mouth but you're, your ratings are up there. You're resonating with the people in Baltimore. See, so, see, so you just brought up topics that people go, oh my God, in Baltimore. Don't you, talk about that. You must get in. You must get crushed in Baltimore because of that. Yeah, you have the loudest. But you always hear from them. They are always repetitive. There, I call them the cartoon characters. Now. But when you start looking more in depth and your listening audience and who's actually paying attention, you're very popular. You're, you're the popular yeah. show. And- so if you
1: want to build an audience, tell the truth and don't try to placate. Don't half measure it. Isn't that a problem on our side? We're always half measuring. Just go in and do it. Look, did your, my dad taught me how to fight. My dad said to me, Jerry, don't fight. But if you fight, fight to win. Again, our side seems to want to fight with one hand behind their back. I don't. I don't believe in that. I don't think it works. I think you have to tell the truth and sometimes be provocative, controversial, and and you know what? And be kind. You know, I, I Galatians, the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, peace. Be that guy. But you know, Jesus also went to the temple and overthrew the, the the money table. So
0: we're speaking to my good friend Jerry Rogers. He's on WBAL on Sunday mornings. Jerry, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell show. It's always good to see you, my God friend.
1: God bless you, buddy. Slant
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back with the Rob O'Donnell Show here live at CPAC in National Harbor, Maryland. Uh, I met these gentlemen last night, and the, the the book they wrote and their their experience and what they're talking about is just incredible. So So I was glad that I was able to keep them here in National Harbor. They have to leave shortly after this interview, but let me introduce you to James E. Fennell, retired U.S. Navy captain, served 29 years in the military. He's the former director of intelligence and information operations for the U.S. Pacific Fleet, government fellow at the Geneva Center for Security Policy, and founding member of the Committee on Present Danger China. And I have Dr. Bradley a. Thayer, um, is a founding member of the Committee of, on Present D- Danger China and former visiting fellow at the Magdalene College, University of Oxford. Uh, James, Brown, Dr. Brown, thanks for joining us today.
3: Thanks a lot, Robert. It's an honor to be talking to you.
0: So, your book, "Embracing Communist China: America's Greatest Strategic Failure," I think we're seeing this in real time now, but you guys were way ahead of that curve.
3: Yeah, well, the book is about how we uh, how we got to this position of China being kind of the dominant power, not just in Asia but becoming the dominant power around the globe, and we describe how our national security elites and our people that were responsible for trying to for understanding the china threat didn't understand it didn't recognize it and therefore didn't prepare our government to be ready uh and then they had dire uh consequences uh, that we're seeing today both in the economic arena and the in the national security arena and our military a- across the board and so from my perspective we are in a dangerous position because we ignored a threat and didn't prepare ourselves and the people that did that are still kind of in power today running this what we call engagement school where we want to engage with china no matter what i'll turn over brad
0: yeah dr Thayer, um how did you and captain finnell connect on this this issue
4: well, it's great to be with you, and, and we're birds of a feather, uh, really, and so we uh, we met and uh, uh, started a collaboration. We write weekly for American Greatness and uh, other outlets, uh, and so it was uh, just uh, like peanut butter and chocolate. We came together and uh, produced, uh, we hope, uh, a work that's going to be lasting.
0: And again, the book is Embracing Communist China, America's Greatest Strategic Failure. Right now, what is... America's biggest geopolitical threat as far as China goes? Is it economics? Is it war? Is it their military? Is it, uh, you know...
4: It's the rule of the Chinese Communist Party. That's the center of gravity. And the root of evil in the modern world, as Ronald Reagan said in March of 83 about the Soviet Union. So that's the center of it. And and if you were able to get rid of them, you'd see international politics change a lot. And for the better for the United States, in terms of the ability of China to back up Russia, for example, or Iran, or other actors uh, in international politics so that's the center of gravity we need to target it and we need to evict them from power
0: Uh, and I'm gonna get to you captain in a minute but I just was looking today just this fiscal year alone we have over twenty two thousand communist nationals Chinese nationals who've come across our borders in four months with the communist grip hold in China the the CPP how how is that happening and then we'll talk about what it means to us here
4: well, it's happening because Joe Biden opened the border in violation of U.S. law. So that's how it's happening, and we don't know how many have come in. God- really, gotaways and such so, like that. So yes, uh, it's a, probably an order of magnitude more uh, than those numbers, uh, and uh, these are individuals who uh, certainly have at least a portion of them malign intent. They're covert actors. They're collecting. Uh, they're conducting intelligence uh, collection, or they're going to conduct covert action against our grid, our electrical grid, or other uh, actions. So uh, it's a very dangerous situation, uh, and the CCP is driving it, right? They're sending these uh, military or intelligence agents into the United States.
0: I was going to say, with over 22,000 in the last four months alone, there's no way that's slipping through the fingers of communist China. But now they're here in our, our, our homeland, and not only are they here, we're paying for them to scatter around the nation.
3: Yeah, and part of our book was about that we have to recognize that the Chinese Communist Party is an enemy, and they have a goal to destroy the United States of America. And so putting people inside our border, these covert actors, it's going to be the first time that America's been attacked on our home soil since you experienced 9-11. But in this case, it's going to be not from some you know, ragtag group out of the Middle East. This is going to be from a well-organized machine. And when they strike here, they're also probably going to be simultaneously striking in Asia, striking our 7th Fleet and in our in our military forces and interests around the world. Cyber attacks. Cyber, uh, kinetics, everything. Economic, they've been waging economic war for quite some time. So it, 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 when it happens, it could be devastating, much more so than anything Americans have ever seen.
0: Is America taking that seriously we 're seeing it we 're hearing about it just today, I said I opened up when I was looking at news stories today that twenty two thousand Chinese nationals you know in this fiscal year alone i don 't see the, the the flares being shot up i don 't see the warning. We hear China, China all the time, but it, the seriousness is not there. The fact that our, they, they are head to head with our military. they are just to, um, changing navigation. In, in the in the Pacific Seas is the seriousness there in this administration
3: well what our book describes is that this engagement school that started in the Kissinger Nixon era and went all the way up to Trump and his administration him and his team turned it around and called him an adversary and we were we were re- starting to recognize this threat and then Biden came in and for the first couple of years, he, he went along and didn't really change any of those policies of co- competing against China. But in this last year, we've seen the PRC uh, and uh, in the U.S. go back to this policy of engagement. Last year, the Secretary of State went to China, Beijing, Blinken, uh, Yeltsin, Tsar, uh, 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 climate Tsar Kerry, um, Raimondo Commerce, Henry Kissinger went again, and then it culminated in November of last year with Xi and Biden meeting and basically saying we're going back to engagement and and communications and we're gonna get along and everything's gonna be great. We did that for 40 years and things got worse and now we're going back to the dog's vomit. And at that meeting in San Francisco, there was a dinner with 400 of the United States' millionaire and billionaire businessmen and they wanted to be with Xi Jinping in that dinner. And in that dinner, they gave him two standing ovations. So that's a big problem for us is we have a l- large segment of our elites and our business community, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, that still want us to do business with China and make their own money. Yeah. Damn, the, damn the rest of the country.
0: And again, we're speaking with uh, former Captain James E. Fanel of unit retired Navy uh, Director of Intelligence for the Pacific Fleet and Dr. Bradley A. Thayer. Dr. Thayer, if, if there was any way, what would you be your number one... Warning to the American people on what's happening with China.
4: Well, the, the Chinese Communist Party is an existential threat to the United States. Uh, they're determined to kill the United States as a functioning society. and Are they the
0: largest existential threat to the United States? Absolutely, they okay.
4: are. Uh, they have the capabilities. They have the ideology to drive it. Right. They're, they've uh, and their capabilities are getting stronger again because we're funding them. We're investing in them. Uh, We're continuing to trade with them, and so in a relative sense, they're getting stronger despite their economic downturns. And this, paradoxically, is a time of great vulnerability for them. If we had a campaign to evict them from power, this would be the chance to do it. Uh, So it's a unique time. But the Biden administration, of course, is just letting this pass. This opportunity is just passing, sadly. So, indeed, they are the greatest threat that we face, and uh, that's one which is going to be um, lasting unless the American people demand better leadership.
0: Okay, and then the, again, the book is Embracing Communist China America's Greatest Strategic
4: Failure. I know you gentlemen both have to go. You're leaving today. Where can people get the book if they want to get it? Anywhere you buy books, you'd be uh, please. It's uh, Skyhorse Publishing, so Amazon, or anywhere else you buy books. And I'm going to be posting a link of the book and a picture of my book um, that, that you guys graciously gave
0: me um, to uh, to show my listeners exactly what to get and how to read it. So thank you guys for joining oh, me today. Thank you.
3: Thanks very much indeed for the opportunity. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for all your service to the country.
0: Thank you as well, gentlemen. Uh, It's Rob O'Donnell here on W.I.L.K. News Radio. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show live at CPAC in National Harbor, Maryland. I'm here with my good
5: friend, Larry O'Connor. Robert, now here's the thing. People think you're doing like a radio showbiz thing. They're my very good friend. And you you (laughs) see somebody once every three years. Oh, he's my best. We are literally very good friends. Absolutely. You have spent many hours at my house. I have been to your home. To watch uh, bad musical movies with you, you and your wife. <laughs> you it like was bad huh? movie actually. We were talking was, about In the I mean, Heights. Am I going to mess up your cred that you watch musicals with me? We're both well, New York. In the Heights really wasn't. A,
0: oh, I yes, guess it was. Well, it's it's sort of like a West Side Story. It is. It is, thing. it is.
5: It's very. There's well, a lot of fighting. There's you a
0: marry of... a Latina, and it kind of goes with the territory. You have to. You. you have to watch your one. You know,
5: Hispanic. Uh... Oh, also, I mean, people might not know this from hearing your voice, but you're originally from New York. Am I right? Yeah. 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 Uh, in New York, going to the theater is kind of a thing. It is. Yes. I used to. I used to live there. I used to work in theater there. Used
0: to run one of the most uh, famous theaters. Now
5: here we are doing talk radio together, and we truly. And our our children know each other from their time at the Naval Academy. Yes, so sir. Larry, I'm Larry's, here to fact check. Larry's
0: daughter is also a graduate of the United States Naval Academy, going into the silent service. That's right. Submarines. Yes, That's yes, gotta yes. be stressful. It's and incredibly stressful. No well, you know how it is to have a kid in that.
5: Right. <laughs> I, I'm not. And when I no phone, no email, no nothing. She's going to be you know under the sea somewhere around the world kicking the bad guy's butt and then then here's the worst part when she comes back she can't tell me a damn thing about what she did yeah right like how'd it go
0: i look you know when i talk to my son and such i look on google to see what i can find and i'm like well this is on google so can you say yes or no there that's right that's what you got to do he says well if you read it on google but i can't say yes or no
5: and then she'll do something (laughs) like well it didn't exactly happen that way yeah yeah but most of the submarine stuff you never know what they're doing Yep. By design.
0: So I did your show
5: yesterday morning. Yes.
0: You're, you're, you're WMAL in the mornings. In Washington, D.C. Real early
5: in the mornings. Yep, we wake up Washington you here. You wake up Washington. <laughs> you had Mercy Slap, Mercedes Slap with you. She co-hosts of the Grand Dame of CPAC here informally of the Trump White House. She co-hosts with me usually every Thursday. We have rotating co-hosts. I have uh, women who got—women soften my image uh, in the morning. They make me look like I'm, a uh, you know— uh, That's because they person. don't really know you. You're a No, they don't. They're person. not friends with mine You're like you are. <laughs> person. Well, I
0: had Mercy on yesterday evening, and yeah. she said she likes my time slot better than yours, so you oh, better watch well. out.
5: <laughs> you know what? I like your time slot better than mine, too. You used to have my time slot. I did. Slot. I used to do. You know what's funny? Uh, in Washington, D.C. in particular, there's something about doing morning radio that the impact. People hear this coming in, not just the lawmakers and their staffs, but also cable news networks. You saw how the Loudoun County School Board story became a national story everywhere? Because yes. Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram's producers heard those parents on my show in the morning coming in to work, and then they ended up putting it on. So it has a lot of influence and impact all over the place. and. And we take great pride in that when we set up things. That's why you're on there. You're a critically important voice Yeah. Uh, in this country. So you are a regular guest as well.
0: You had a couple of important panels here in CPAC. You had one with Rick Grinnell. I'm going to have Ambassador Grinnell on later today. I
5: heard that, yeah. Ambassador Grinnell and I, I got to do a one-on-one with him on stage. Uh, basically, it was funny, Rob, you know, he's a, obviously a former ambassador to Germany and a, a diplomat and an international affairs expert. I started making a list of all the countries and all the regions around the world where we've got major problems right now. And it's remarkable thinking of the state of the world right now compared to when Joe Biden was handed a pretty... A stable, peaceful world? peaceful world, yeah. And so we tried to... Sort of go around the world and talk about all the hot spots and the lies that have been said about donald trump and nato and things like that
0: you're also over at town hall media you're a senior columnist there
5: i am i do a lot of work you have at your the, show i'm over doing there. daily videos now at town hall so people if, if you want if you go to town hall or hot air or uh pj media or uh, red state you see my videos there because that's all part of the town hall media
0: ed morris he's a guest on my oh, show so often holiday. so, he's so it's a great good guy. crew you got over yeah, there at town hall media Larry, thanks for joining. You know, we've been down here for what since Wednesday. Yeah, I think Wednesday, this is the Wednesday third evening. time I've seen you. Yes. So that's how busy CPAC Maybe is. Maybe the longest
5: conversations we've had. Actually. Absolutely, it's except
0: there. for, oh, I did your show about the same time. That's right, so about the same time. Larry O'Connor, WMAL, and Town Hall Let's get Media. See right. you later. Absolutely, sounds good. Thank you. Kitty
5: cocktail, no, yeah, no alcohol. No, absolutely, no, we don't there's, do that. There's, there's no alcohol we at CPAC. It's Lent. We don't get do it. Yes,
0: Larry, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell show. It's the Rob O'Donnell show here on Wilk News Radio. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show live at CPAC, National Harbor, Maryland. Um, it's been a great, great show so far, and uh, it even gets better. We're, we have Representative Kat Kamek of Florida. Yeah. Representative Kamek, how are you today?
6: We're good. I almost did my Ric Flair impression, so. <laughs> but I spared you.
0: Getting you in a chair to do a radio interview is like nailing Jello to a tree. Your time frame, <laughs> how popular you walk, where you've got a crowd around you wherever you go. Um, how's things in Congress?
6: Oh, it's Seems a total to be, crap show. Right? I cleaned that up for you, though.
0: Yes, you did. Thank you. We're on terrestrial radio. Um, <laughs> what's not being investigated? I mean, we, we oh. have we have a new speaker. Um, we're going to tie in House Bill 2 that went to the Senate and could sit yeah. on a desk. But yes, their border bill that really only fends 18% to the border yeah. and 83% to other countries' borders, Um you know, you guys are demonized for not taking that up. So yeah. What's the disconnect there to where House Bill 2, which is a comprehensive, I had Tom Homan on yesterday here, said it was one of the most comprehensive border security bills that, that we've ever sent yep. over. It sat on the desk. Schumer's not letting it go anywhere. Yep. They pass this cluster of a funding bill to everyone else yep. but the United States. Try to call it a border security bill because it's, it's going to hire law. more judges and more people to process illegal aliens, not prevent them. Uh, but you guys are the bad guys for not debating that or not bringing it to the floor.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's all political games. I mean, that is that is what I fear people don't realize is that just because you call it something doesn't mean that it's actually that. I mean, you got to think back to when Nancy Pelosi wanted to overtake our elections and they called it um, the For the People Act, right? And it was all about, you know, oh, we're serving the people. No, they wanted to publicly finance their campaigns for re-election with your tax dollars and give 16-year-olds and non-citizens the right to vote. And they couldn't get it across, so they tucked it into a NASA reauthorization bill. People started reading the bill, they're like, this has nothing to do with NASA. I mean, that is the joke in Washington, is that you can name a bill, anything, and it has nothing to do with the title of that bill. So... I think when it comes to that border debacle, HR2, that is our starting point and our ending point. Nothing less than full-blown border security and support for our Customs and Border Patrol agents is acceptable. The fact that they wanted to, in their bill, give mass amnesty and citizenship to Afghan refugees more visas, process people faster, had nothing to do with border security as you outlined, that is egregious. and so. For them, they wanted to put something together that would give the perception that we were rejecting border security, and that is a falsehood. That's where we need to push back, and media has to do their job in pushing back.
0: Well, that's, that's the key right there, and you just hit on it. Uh, they're not looking to pass something that works for the American people. They're looking to get talking points to the media so they could point fingers, so 100%. they could raise funding off it, so they can win their next election off 100%. of this misnomer. Uh, you know, just today in, in a paper in New York, when I was looking at stories today, 22,000 Chinese nationals yes. in this fiscal year alone. Yes. Uh, I had some experts from China policy. I had the former director of intelligence for the Pacific Fleet on my show saying, there's not 22,000 people in China just slipping through the PRC's fingers. They're coming here for a purpose reason. And not only that, when they get here, we're paying for their infrastructure to scatter them around the nation.
6: Yep, because it's your taxpayer dollars through the NGOs like Catholic Charities that pay for their plane and bus tickets. And oh, by the way, if you're in New York, they'll give you an $11,000 visa card to live off of. They'll cover your housing, they'll cover your education, your medical care. It's absurd what we are doing. We are literally letting enemies come here, no vetting, we have no idea where they are and we're paying for it. It's a laughing matter across the globe. And we know that it is not a matter of if, but when the terrorist attack happens. That we know. And even today, Director Ray of the FBI, who has not exactly been a beacon of freedom and liberty and protecting America, right? When the FBI director in the Biden administration is saying there will be a terrorist attack as a result of the open border crisis, I think people ought to sit up and listen.
0: Yeah, before it's too late. You also sit on the House Commerce Committee. Yes. Uh, A lot of talk about AI and what it's going to mean for for stuff like that. Uh, What's what's going on in that committee and what you're doing there?
6: I guess the, the better thing is what is not going on in the realm of AI right now. Um, Not only do we serve on the Energy and Commerce Committee, which has full jurisdiction over the American economy, but we now have been appointed to the uh, AI task force for Congress. And that's so critical because right now we're seeing all the potential as well as the danger of AI, whether it is election interference, deep fakes, um, perpetuating narratives rapidly and at scale is what they call it. that is something that people need to be mindful of because the federal government is paying universities around the country to experiment in ways that they can combat, and I'm using air quotes here, combat mis and disinformation at scale. What they are doing, and I'll use MIT as an example, MIT pr- published a product that basically was an AI platform that targeted veterans, rural Americans, and conservatives because we were deemed unable to decipher mis or disinformation and we needed to be quote re-educated.
0: So what they did is basically take the thousands of employees that used to work for the old Twitter who were going after conservatives, yep. going after veterans, going after moms at school board meetings and, and yes. people, anyone who brought anything up against vaccinations and they've turned them into a supercomputer.
6: Yes, yeah I mean that is that is the danger of AI at, at scale and it can do it rapidly. And of course this week we saw Microsoft roll out their AI system which was riddled with a ton of DEI BS. I mean, it, I, I know we're on air, so I won't cuss, but I mean, the words that could come out of my mouth in describing this. Did you know that apparently, according to Microsoft, George Washington was black? Yeah. Did you know that the Pope is currently a woman? And when pressed on these issues, the AI system itself was said, I can only go on based on what I was programmed with.
0: Or I've seen the responses, we can nor the cur- confirm nor deny, deny that that's a fact.
6: And that is exactly why, <laughs> Being on this task force is so important because if you're going to fix this, if we're going to really tap into the potential and not harm the innovation that is available, because I really do think AI could do something incredible. We could cure cancer. We could, we could do amazing things. But if we get to the heart of the issue, which is really the, 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 the language models and how they're crafted, you have to come at it from a Hayek, free market, free speech, liberty-minded principles have to be embedded in the language models from the start. That's how you fix AI. But the big companies don't want that because they want us to get in there and regulate. They're counting on big government to do what they always do, which is the one size fits all of get in there and regulate the hell out of it. They want that because that keeps their competitors out of the business. And this is going to be the next huge economy.
0: Before we go to break and while I have you here, I just want to say I speak to law enforcement all around the nation. That's my background, that's what I do. I speak to border agents all around the country. The impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas was one of the greatest things law enforcement has seen in this nation in a long time because of the intentional negligence that he's created there in policy.
6: Yeah, I mean, Alejandro Mayorkas is a big piece of crap. I, I, I don't. <laughs> and again, I, I
0: appreciate you being
6: uh, PG no, on it, but uh, no, I mean, I, I that man has lied to me as a member of Congress in a committee room, and by extension, all of my constituents. He has lied to the American people, and he has purposely not done his job because he is so hell-bent on this political agenda of letting anyone and everyone in, and he has ignored the law, he has violated his oath of office, and it's a slap in the face to anyone who has ever worn a uniform or a badge. And it is just absurd that we have not been able to see him depart. And just to put a cherry on top of it, the thing that really gets me is we had a conversation. Me and a couple other members had a had a conversation with him that basically went something like, "Congresswoman, I know that you guys want to impeach me, but you need to trust me. You're not going to like who comes next." And I responded with, "So is that a threat?" And he just smiled.
0: It was indeed. He was, it was indeed
6: absolutely threatening a sitting
0: member of Congress. Yes.
6: Absolutely.
0: Representative Kat Kamek, Florida's 3rd District, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show again. It's always great to see you.
6: Pleasure to be here. Keep Thank up you. the great work. Appreciate
0: you. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK. We'll be back with you with the Rob O'Donnell Show live at CPAC in National Harbor, Maryland on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. When we come back, we got a great lineup going with you today. We're going to have uh, Mike, Michael Flynn Jr., General Flynn's son, Representative Elise Stefanik from New York, Scott Lebedo, and, uh, and more coming up later in the Rob O'Donnell Show. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute.